Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over Cavan Miners who beat Fermanagh in the round fourth game of the of their league preparation. We're going to be um, looking back over all of the club results from last weekend, making our predictions for this weekend. I kind of done a sly one on Pavis Patrick, the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt last week. I let him do most of the predicting and I kind of stayed quiet as we done the one word answer, but I think it, it worked well. You hung yourself on a few of them. You, 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 you double guessed yeah, you call me the big predictor here. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the famous county councillor in Longford. This is a true story because I know someone who covered a council meeting, and uh, he got up and he said, "There's a lot of allegations going around this room, and I know who the alligators are." <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> you can call me the big predictor. That's a great one. The alligators. Um, yeah, we'll look through that and we'll we'll talk briefly about the under twenties uh, who line out tonight against Monaghan. But start off with the Cavan Miners. Three wins from four games. Um, beat Sligo, beat Fermanagh at the weekend, uh, beat Donegal in a really good game in Kingsman Breathley, lost out to Derry up in up in Derry. They currently sit top of the table, but Donegal and Derry will be favourites to go through as they play Fermanagh and Sligo, who they should beat. Um, but it would take a big a, a big upset essentially for Cavan to go through. But all in all, a good a good league for Cavan. Getting back into winning ways, winning three out of four games. And there's a lot of quality about this Cavan minor team. I think Shawnee Smith and, and, and the management team deserve big credit because we, you can see a lot of work has gone into them. It seems that way, yeah. It's, it's great to see it. I suppose Cavan have a poor record in the Ulster Minor League. For some reason, and even the, even the Cavan team who won the Ulster Minor in 2011 didn't have a good league. We, we I never remember Cavan winning that competition. I, I know they got to a final in the early 90s. Um, got to final in the early noughties. Early noughties as well, yeah. Sorry, was it? Uh, yeah, well, 90s. Yeah, there was a team got to a final. My my year, they got to the final. Um, that was early nineties. <laughs> it was actually late nineties. <laughs> they did. Uh, I know they got to a final in ninety three with uh, Joe Crow and those lads that year. Right. was on it as well. So, Cavan generally don't do that well in that that competition for some reason. So it's brilliant for for Cavan to pick up three wins. Obviously, the big win there is Donegal. Yeah, because they are like top tier county in Ulster and always always very competitive at underage level. So I think it's it's fantastic, and you'd be hoping that's going to bode very well now going into the championship. But you never know; they could they could yet make the knocker stages yet. They could, they could, and and you know if if they don't, it's not the end of the world because the performance is good. Like I I remember that team, um, that minor team of my age group. They were going brilliant in the league. Everyone was going great. And then they lost to Tyrone in a final. And then they lost to Derry in the first round of Ulster, which was kind of an upset, or felt like it was an upset at the time. So while the league is, is good and it's great to get wins in it, it's, um, as Mickey Griff says, the league is the league. And, yeah. and, and it's championship what it's all about. Now, they have a tough task in the opening round of the championship to take on Tyrone away in Oma on the 
the same day the Cavan play Antrim that evening it's on the way back down the road so we'll have a great journey across uh, Northern Ireland for, uh, for for that game but they have a back door There's, it's not just a knockout so if if they don't beat Tyrone it's, it, it's another opportunity to get some games in which I think is the right thing particularly at under 17 it's about development and more games means better development yeah, I didn't actually realise that, and I'm disappointed to hear that, but it's something we've touched on before in the podcast, the general downgrading of the prestige of the minor competition. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jesus, when they played for Manor last year, now I know you can't do anything with the weather, and in hindsight we can't do anything with the result, but that was a depressing evening. It was played in, in Breffney in front of a few hundred supporters on a Wednesday evening, and a bad evening, and it, you know, if you were a young lad, it wouldn't inspire you very very much, and we've never seen these young fellas and the whole attention is going to be on Belfast that day, and they're they're going to be an afterthought. Where mm. they should be getting into the senior dress rooms, getting on the bus, going to casement. <coughs> Excuse me, they're mini seniors. Yeah. So yeah, that's a pity. I hope that comes back, but you know something. Maybe that ship has sailed, and it's sad to see it. Yeah, because well, you talked about that game against Derry. I'd say that was ninety nine or was it two thousand? Ninety nine. Talking about. Yeah, that was where Derry won it with a last minute goal. That's there. right. That's right. I remember the place being packed, and I remember like it was heartbreaking that Cavan lost that. Mm. Derry missed the penalty. Uh, I think it was Jim Kelly from Slotnead was the player who missed the penalty. Because I remember I was Daryl McConnell was playing, and I was sitting beside Daryl in school the day before, and he says to me, "We trained last night." He said, "I took ten forty fives and I scored ten of them." <laughs> and the next day he went out and scored two forty fives, and I remember it was brilliant because friends and classmates were on the team. But now you, you're playing that in front of a full house. It felt it felt like it, one the biggest game in the world. And now that we, we've taken that away from minors, which is unfortunate. But I suppose the GSE has a development grade, but uh, it's a pity to do with that, with that tradition. But anyway, we won't complain if we if we get a good run of those there. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Just the the, the results that the lads had. I suppose we will talk about the game last. Saturday up in Knockbride. Uh, firstly, the funny thing was the amount of people that I could hear around the stand in Knockbride, and we talked about this covering the grounds last last uh, year that we had completely missed Knockbride. The amount of people going, Jesus, look at this place, and it is class. I have to give credit to Knockbride; it's a brilliant facility. The pitch is in great nick, considering it's been a wet enough winter now. There was a good week's drying in the build up to it, but it it was like a summer's pitch. But the stand is a great place to watch a game. You're so well elevated. Then there's three kind of stages that it goes back up in uh, I have to say Knockbride Club deserve huge credit the, the tarmac the whole car park like it's a really class looking job now. brilliant brilliant well I haven't been there I'm looking forward to being there we might see Knockbride get, getting a lot of championship games then yeah. things go forward because Bailiborough tends to get a lot of championship games in that neck of the woods like you know King, Kingscourt v Killigary games like that Bailiborough tends to get them so maybe Knockbride will start getting some championship games as well oh, which yeah, be great yeah. got a good scoreboard and everything so they, look, there's no reason why Knockbride won't get championship in fact they definitely will it's a great facility but anyway to the game Calvin got off to an unbelievably good start by the 23rd minute they were leading 1-6 to no score by half time it was 2-7 to no score Conal Mooney in the middle of the field with, with, with two goals Um Peter Riley's young fella lurking in the corner forward, playing playing really well, scoring frees. Um, and then you had Michael Smith and Matthew Smith at centre half forward and at full forward that were just kind of wrecking the the Fermanagh defence. I thought overall Evan Crow in the middle of the field, Calvin were just utterly dominant really in that first twenty minutes. Oliver McChrystal coming from the half back line, and physically looked like very strong. Just Kyle McCabe was one wing half back. I'm trying to think who the other one was. Um, but again, they were just in in complete Aaron control. Shackleton. Aaron Shackleton, good good performance by him too. And then the full back uh, from Rammer, he he's 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 the, French. Oh, 
uh, is he Valencia? Yeah. Uh, real good player, physically very strong, athletic, but there's a nice cut to him. Like when it comes to a, a 50-50 ball, he's like the locomotive that's coming through and everybody's looking to see can I avoid the train. You know, he's 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 uh, really you, powerful. You hate a player like that, David. I, I absolutely <laughs> hate a player like that. So I do. He's brilliant though. He's he's worth watching on his own. So I they've got a real good balance to this team because there's pace, but yet there's there's a lot of athletic ability. There's a lot of there's a lot of big physical strong players but what I actually noticed and I was saying that it's the, like everybody in the stand was admiring the first half 2-7 completely dominant you know their, their, their attacking style is brilliant and they really do like to attack um, I, I I looked at them and from seeing them in the two games that I seen the Donegal game and this one you can see Barry McGahan's hand kind of all over it I've seen Hill teams over the last few years that play with the head up, that move the ball at speed, um, and and you can see this team playing with them, and and you know while in the second half, Fermanagh came back and made it made a game of it, kind of towards the end, it was never really in question. Cavan took the foot off the gas a wee bit, but the first half display was as good an attacking display as I've seen of an underage team in Cavan in a long, long time. So um, there, there's a bit of excitement about them. They're not the finished article, and they're not going as favourites to win Ulster or anything like that, but. There's definitely improvements happening there, and, and they're they're, uh, they're they're on the right path. I have to say, I'm excited about this minor team because I think they'll win games in the championship. You know, whether they whether they beat everybody is you know it's a difficult task, but I think they're definitely in the right in the right frame of mind and making progress. So good to see that. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, I know, I know a couple of the the players personally <laughs> on the team. Um, really true handball. Some of the lads. Like Oliver McChrystal there and Matthew Smith, Niall McGee and Niall well, as well, player too, yeah. But all those lads won handball all Ireland last year, and fortunately were, didn't play handball this spring because of football commitments, which shows that they're really putting the, the effort in. But I haven't seen Niall in a while, but I have to say you can see it on Oliver and Matthew that that they've really um, filled out physically. So I'd say there's a lot of work going on physically with the lads. Yeah. So which is great to see. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and and and. That work pays off. You do it for like they had a good run in last year. They done a lot of work at under sixteen level last year, and you can see it paying off even this year. So, if we can get that working through the development squads consistently, that's I, I think that this is the this is the turning point, and, and it's great to see that being mm. turned around because these are they're good footballers. They are really good footballers, and they're in good shape. So, well done to all involved, and and if they make that final, we'll we'll definitely be getting up the to look at it but if they don't I can't wait to go to Tyrone and just see how they how to perform in that game and I hope a good Cavan crowd do just make a day of it and hit, hit Corrigan Park or do you know what a lot of Cavan people won't get to Corrigan Park so just go to Oma mm. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, that's true it's going to be I think I think the game in Corrigan Park is going to be streamed or it's going to be live on BBC so yeah. you can get up into Oma and, and, and plant yourself for the afternoon and then wait for the wait for the boys to come back down the road so um, okay um, on the twenties out tonight. On the twenties out tonight, Damien. Yeah, we're looking. How looking are you fixed? Ah, uh, we're look at we're. I think we're, we're we're well prepared. I think the boys have put in a huge effort. I think um, I think we're in as good a position as we can possibly be, and it's just will the performance come out to match that? That's that's where we're at. Like the lads are, the lads have put in a huge effort. We we had a horrible run of injuries throughout the league, you know, but a good few of them have cleared up. Um, you know, you're still going to be down a few players, but nothing, nothing that we didn't expect at this stage, really. So, it's it's. Uh, I I'm 
I'm delighted with some of the so sorry, I'm delighted with all of the lads, but I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with some of the lads that have bolted through that I didn't expect to make it that I thought might be too young or might be, you know, lacking in some areas, but some you know, some lads have really come from, from left field and, and put up the hand and worked hard and what what I what I will say about these boys is we were we were totting it up that over the last four months, so since the first of or sorry, since the eighth of December these lads have met 67 times, 68 times, including the, the last session there. So, you know, between Zoom meetings, doing their gym work and, and pitch sessions and games, 68 times. It's a lot of work. It's a huge amount of work. And I hope to get something out of it. I hope the, the reward is there. But you're up against the Ulster Minor Champions from three years ago. So, you, you know, you're going to be up against it. It's going to be a big, big ask and a big performance needed. But... I do think it's possible. I think it's possible that the lads will get the win. So I hope I hope the performance comes and if the performance comes hopefully the result follows. Uh Niall Carlin's your <coughs> captain, Damien. You said to me uh, during the week when I was doing the piece of shit for the paper that Ryan Brady is out. Yeah. So yeah. Any, any more injuries since that or anything that you can disclose? No, no, nothing nothing else new on that. It's just um yeah, Ryan has a, a an issue he's he's gonna need a surgery on on <coughs> excuse me. He's going to need surgery, um, so he'll 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 be out for a while. Um, but no, other than that, it's 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 as we expected. Um, there's nothing, no major injuries. Now look at your, we James McCahill won't be won't be playing. He was the county minor captain with this team. Um, he's coming back from injury. Kaelon McCabe was the county minor captain the year after, and he's coming back from injury as well. You're missing lads like that through through injury, um, but. We've known it from quite a bit out, so that's not a uh, not a major issue. Um, look at it; it's like for for me. You talk about Niall Carlin. I just delighted of Niall Carlin fit, playing well, and and as a captain because there's nobody for me that leads like Niall. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have to talk all the time, but he he leads by example. His work rate's phenomenal. His his agility is second to none. You know, there was one clip we were showing the lads of on, on the video analysis and and. I described it as that blower going by there. That's Niall Carlin. He's just moving that fast. He's 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 got lightning pace and he's he's a real good captain. But they've all they've all bought in. And I have to say, the big difference for me this year to last year is that that I probably last year micromanaged everything and 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 tried to take control of too much and ended up not doing everything right. Um, this year, I. I the likes of Aidan Smith, who coordinates all of the logistical end of things for me, takes the load off. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the likes of, of of Ryan Tully, who's kind of doing stats and doing player liaison, takes a load off me. The likes of Killian Brady as performance coach, just getting around and ringing players and, and saying, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? You know, what can we do to help your performance? That sort of stuff is huge. Mark, just letting them focus on the skills, letting them really concentrate on, on improving their skills. And he's doing that brilliantly. Peter with the goalkeeping, Coach Peter McGinty. So we, we have so many people in the backroom team, Key and McCabe, who just takes care of the, all of the kit. Like, And that's a big job in itself to make sure that everything is there for every training session. So I think we're, we're, we're just lucky like that, or not lucky, just better organised this year that you know I, I can spend more time now focusing on the football end of things. And when you have Andre with the, with the S&C and Adam Heaslip is in as, as, as um, physio, we have a really good team put together there. Um, and another addition that we have is the stats team, which which have been put in place by the county board. And they're, 
it's, it's just so professional. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There, Kieran Denny, uh, Brian McDonald, Phelan Riley, and and Patter uh, Soden. You know, they're they really bring that top level of of statistical analysis um, to it. So, I, I have to say, I, I think I think we're better prepared than we were last year. I do think we're probably up against a really really strong team. So it may not always come out in result, but I've. Look at I'd, I'd be quietly confident that we'll put in a performance tonight. So looking forward to it. Okay, well, listen, the best luck. I won't ask you anymore, <coughs> anymore because uh, it's a tricky situation to be hosting the yeah. podcast. So you're managing the team. I know people are interested in the game, but uh, the best luck. And I know the work has gone in there from all you lads. So please God, the reward comes as well. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Last weekend's uh, results, we get into them in the All-County Football League. Um, start off in Division 1 with, let's just bring up these results here in front of me. When I started back in horses, Damien, I remember this old fella <laughs> in Dublin, when I was in college. I love a tale, tell me the tale. I used to go to this book, he's called Emerald Bookmakers, it was down in um, near Smithfield, it was beside a pub called The Tap, they're both actually gone now, The Tap is Apartments and Emerald Bookmakers, which was a real dive, real dive, it was beside a tower block, I, I used to go past it every day and it'd stick my head in, but... Uh, it's now it's now a boiled sports, but anyway, one of the f- first days I went into Emerald and I got to know all the. I, there's actually a play in this. I got to know all these old boys. Um, it was it was some crew of boys in it. This was probably mid nineties. I was about eighteen or nineteen. But um, one lad said to me one day, "I rode down a horse at the back of a horse." Now I didn't spend my whole. Don't get me wrong, like, it's not a misspent youth, but I used to I used to <laughs> come home from college going to play on two euro or whatever, but. Uh, I wrote down a horse on you and then I, cha- I changed my mind. <laughs> Two <laughs> shillings and six. I changed my mind and scribbled it out and wrote down a different one and the one I wrote down uh, one. one. And this fella saw me doing this and he came over and he goes, never ever change your mind, son. That's what he said to me and I thought, right, Jesus, yeah. Always go with your instinct. Last week, three times I said yeah. a team would win and I changed my mind and the three of them uh, that I originally thought one, so and you forgot that poor dub who who gave you such wonderful advice in the key moment like last <laughs> week when we were doing predictions for the first round of the league, you you abandoned his wonderful advice. Yeah, and he was a real role model. This fellow, yeah. like. <laughs> like his tracksuit used to be lovely <laughs> <laughs> with his black shoes. <laughs> okay, we start off Romar Energy uh, All County Football League Division One Round One. Rami United three fifteen. Lara eight points. Uh, the Lara boys were right. <laughs> they, they they called it on the way back from London. So we'll we, we'll take that one. You went for Rammer. I went for Rammer as well. Our survey said. Our survey said Rammer lacking against Crushala. It was one fourteen to fourteen points. This was a close game. I was just looking at this, following a bit on Twitter and that. Um, it was tit for tat, bar the goal. So every time that Crushala would get a score, Lacken would come back and 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 hit a score. The goal kind of put. I think four in it at one stage, then Lacken hit two points on the bounce, and Lacken 
looked like they were really sticky. I heard Donald McSorley played well on the inside line. Killian Galligan continuing his form from last year. Emmett Boylan was the big scorer for um, for Crush a lot. Um, but some, some great performances. Darren Gaffney in the middle of the field, I understand, had a really good game. Conor Rehill back in at centre half back there as well, um, so a lot of a lot of positives I suppose. Crystal look like they're down a lot of bodies. Obviously, Lacking are down crucial bodies in in the Galligans, but um, I'd say there's a lot of positives for Lacking in that defeat. Lacking have actually brought through quite a few young lads <coughs> as last year's minors, so, which is which is um, they're leaving them big numbers of training now. So they seem to be a little bit re-energized this year. But yeah, the winning goal came there from uh, Brandon Boylan. So. Crushed all win, as expected. Two from two for me. Okay, Kingscourt Stars beat Coot Hill. 14 points to Coot Hill, one, uh, 13 to Kingscourt Stars. I hear Alan Clark was back um, for this one for uh, Kingscourt Stars. Coot Hill down a huge amount of bodies as well. Um, I don't know, did Barry Riley play? I didn't get looking at this one, but we both went for Kingscourt Stars in this one. Yeah, we both both went for Kingscourt here. Barry played, uh, sorry, Barry Riley didn't play. Uh, Barry Tully played. And scored a winning goal, uh, so they won it. They won it by one thirteen to fourteen. Um, yeah, as expected, they're missing quite a few. But the big news is that Barry Riley is back. I understand, and Toasty Clark is back, as you said. So that's massive. Toasty yeah. came on in this game. That's absolutely huge for them. Look, you bring in a player like Jordan Morris, and I think fellas look at it and go, "Jesus, we have a huge chance here. Why would I step away? Given this so many years, let's give it one more year and try and win." So. Uh, that it's going to be Kingscourt are the team that I'm most looking forward to watching this year when it comes to it when they have everyone mm. they've Toasty there and they've got Barry and uh, Jordy Morris and Jordy Morris their team it's going to be I think box office yeah when it comes to championship now you get a lot of neutrals going to their games just out of curiosity I, well I, I, I'm actually looking at this weekend to see when I go to the Kingscourt game because county players are probably going to be available for Mead I'd imagine they'll be let play with their clubs this week um, so it's a possibility Jordy Morris might play with Kingscourt for the first Maybe time so. Maybe but anyway so. we'll, we'll come on to that in a few yeah, minutes 3 from 3 for me 3 from 3 it's, it's going well Paul it's going well Balignac against Killing Care Killing Care 3-10 Balignac 10 points this was the first one where, oh. where I changed my mind <laughs> I, went for, I went for Killing Care and then I said no no that game's, that game's in Balignac I'm going to change it um, and unfortunately for me for my prediction I got that wrong Killing Care had a great win, three ten to ten. Killing Care, a team that's been able to get goals in the last few years. Uh, Peter McCabe, a one one. Been able to get goals for quite a few years. Yeah, like go, going way back to the middle of the last decade. Like they were, they were goal getters. Peter McCabe, pace. Yeah, that's he's, he's one of the very best goal scorers in the county. Mm. He, he nearly gets a goal a game. Uh, Kieran Cusick got one one. And Keen McGovern, and I know talking to a couple of Killing Care lads that they're very excited about Keen debut. He hits one, 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 one. Yeah, and they've been, they've been very, uh, they're very excited about him. He's going very well in training and so on. Banya, they're down bodies, and there's a lot of new faces on the Banya team there um, compared to what we've seen in other years, particularly up front. But uh, I'm sure they will be getting fellas back, but uh, they were mm-hmm. down quite a few there. And Thomas Smith get, was Tom, missing. Yeah, I understand that Thomas Smith has an injury. He's going to be out for a while. Okay. Um, Pod Riley obviously retired. Not sure if Niall, his brother, is playing or not. Maybe Niall might be packing in too. That was the rumour. I don't know if that's right or not, but mm. like two two brilliant, brilliant players there. So, uh, Banya may be going to go through a bit of transition. We'll we have to wait and see. We won't read too much into that result, but I think that is the vibes I was hearing from Banya that, that um, you know, it might be as strong as last year. Okay, okay. They, um, 
Yeah, they, they play Coot Hill this weekend. We'll, we'll go through the fixture, sorry, later on, but that, that's a big game in Division 1. Okay, second last uh, game was Gowna against Calvin Gales. 3-11 to Gowna, 15 points to Calvin Gales. A big win for Gowna. I was making it that I think they could have, was it eight or nine uh, of last year's starting final, county final starting team missing. Um, Calvin Gales down Grod McKiernan, Niall Murray, Jack Tully, um, after that, then you're kind of going, well, I don't know who else they're missing. Mm. Luke um, Fortune. Luke Fortune, sorry, geez, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, but, you know, they're, they're, now there, there is bodies that come back for, for Calvin Gales, but it's it's their, their absolute best. This Gowna team, they're, they're sending out real warnings that the panel's getting stronger um, and they're, they're, they're going to be a force. Ah, they're going to be a force. Gowna's going to get stronger every year, you'd imagine. And, you know, they're football mad, like they should be able to keep their panel together. Um, because that's that's how going to do it. Like, and, mm. and you have to admire them for it. And they showed last year that they're a great goal scoring team, and they've, they've started off in the same vein of form, hitting three goals. So great win for Garner, and they've had the upper hand on Calvin Gales for a few years now. Even when the Gales were that's sort right. of above them in the rankings, Garner were able to rise their game. That lacked in that's game come back to lacking. 2018. Yeah, for Garner have been able to beat the Gales, and that was why I tipped that one. I had Garner so so far four to five. Not so bad. Last one, Castle Rahan against Bally Hayes. Uh, one fifteen to Castle Rahan, one ten to Bally Hayes. I think you went for Bally Hayes in this one, did you? I went for Bally Hayes in this one because I had heard Castle Rahan were down a massive amount of bodies and they were. And looking at the team, mm. that's that's a great win for them. Now, looking at the Bally Hayes team, they were missing a few as well. But like they, they did have David Brady. Michael Brady had a very good game. Yeah, centre forward. Yeah, scored forty fives and everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 has that in his locker. Um, so Bally Hayes, I suppose, had, had Kevin Tierney. a few key men. Kevin was playing as well. The Casseran team, there was loads of names there we wouldn't be familiar with, but they would be delighted with that with that victory. And the big rumour coming out of, of Casseran is... I don't know. Sean Brady's coming back. Ooh. That's a big one. I've been hearing that... that uh, I think I think uh, we might see Sean Brady back in the Casseran jersey. I've heard it from, from decent sources, so that, that would be a huge head to Casseran, you'd imagine, Sean to just be around the panel and look knowing him he'd probably be in the team yeah so yeah. Uh, imagine him at intermediate level yeah he'd be you know. very very hard to handle brilliant yeah. player so uh, great start for Casseran to be delighted with that and uh, um, they're working very hard on the Brian Donahue very good so you have then that means you got 5 out of 7 would that be right? 4 out of 6 4 out of 6 aye Hard to get five out of seven when there's six games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll continue with the with the fixture or with the results. We'll come back to the, the, the fixtures later on. So moving on then to the Wilton Waste Recycling All County Football League Division Two. Um Bill Torbett against Mullahorn, one eleven to eight points. Bill Torbett win this. Mullahorn massively depleted. Um and I heard it got a little bit feisty as well in, in occasion as well. Um there was there was a lot of a lot of niggle to this game. I'm told. Yeah, I didn't hear that. I was actually, <coughs> I was actually off this week, so I I wasn't talking to as many people as usual. So I didn't hear anything about this game. But uh, that's a good a good win for Maltorbet. Um, talking to a Maltorbet man when we were over in London, and he wasn't one bit happy with some of our analysis of Maltorbet. Thought we were harsh on them in the last <laughs> couple of seasons. So uh, I tipped tipped uh, Maltorbet in that one. Yeah. So big shout for me. Good stuff. Lavi to beat then. Um, I tipped Lavi, you tipped. Never change, son. Stick Never. to your guns, son. <laughs> yeah, I changed my mind. I went for I went for Lavi, and then I said no, no, then for the upset. So a nine point win for Lavi. That's a that's, that's a, a big one. Steamers back. Yeah, that's a great one. And 
the man who played a brilliant game for Lavalier there was Declan Conroy, brother of Chris, uh, who was an excellent player um, a few years ago, and I think he might have done a cruise and he might have been in Australia for a while. Brilliant, he's come back now. He's in brilliant okay. shape, and he controlled things and centre back. So, um, heard he had a, a super game. So, well done to him, and well done to Lavi. Yeah, uh, Bailieborough and Butler's Bridge. You went Bailieborough, then you went to Bridge, then you went. Who did you go for in the end? <laughs> it finished a draw. Yeah, yeah, ah, uh, it's a killer. Um, yeah, Bailieborough and the Bridge. I suppose last year's intermediate winners against a team who'd be hoping to win it this year. Um, one ten to ten. Um, yeah, a big, a big score from or a big score from um, Rory Farrell. I think it was. He he finished with one three or one four for. Bailey John Fitzpatrick I think top scorer uh, no surprise for, for the bridge so yeah, Jack McGuinness with a couple of crucial points as well for Bailey I think I read yeah. um, Arva against Drumlane we went for Arva on this one uh, or I think you did anyway I'm not sure. I think I might have abstained but it was Drumlane that came away with a two point victory one 10 plays 15 points so that's a good win for Drumlane away against Arva yeah someone sent in a, as a talking point last week uh, Drumlane B, T, B team uh, beating <sighs> Arva yeah. Uh, and the Drumlane man sent in and said, no, it was it was Drumlane beating the Arva B team. So, a okay. bit of mind games going on there, trying to control the narrative, David. Yeah, ahead of a big junior championship at yeah. some stage. So, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Knockbride against Shercock. You got that one wrong. I, I get Knockbride against Shercock. Knock- I, I went Knockbride. Yeah, Shercock won it by a point, one fourteen to one thirteen up in up in um, Knockbride. So, that's a good win for Shercock. Um, Great win for Shercock, surely, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep watching on that. Cuhullins against Ballamacue. Biggest win of the weekend. Cuhullins 4-11. Ballamacue 1-1. Yeah. Didn't hear anything about this. Cuhullins are a team who, who hit the ground running last year. and They're, they're, right. they're a young side and um, were very well conditioned last year. And I'd say that's only got better this year. So they're, I'd say that they are the sort of team that'll start here when they get on top of you. Um, doesn't bode well there for Ballamacue. Dis- disappointing start for them. But... Um, yeah, you'd imagine Evan Dowie, Brian McGee, you know Adam Riley, just wrecking balls at this level. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I that. didn't actually see the team sheets, but like they've looked. Cullens have a good few lads like that who are close to county, but not just on the county. Which yeah. for a club, you're probably better off. Mm. You know, you're better off probably having a guy who's who's number thirty one in the county than number twenty eight because you have him for all your games. So yeah, yeah that's that's another one for me. Corner Fane. Against Drumgoon, Cornerfane came away with a six-point win, two sixteen to two ten. Yeah, I had Cornerfane here. Um, Barry Doyle with a point, David Egan with five points, uh, Egon Smith with one three for the Reds, and full forward for for Drumgoon, Keith Fannin one two. Ah, chalk it up. Man keeps on doing the business, and Dean Carroll as well. A very good game. He got one four. So oh young forward that we we talked a bit about last year. So uh, yeah, I got that one. Good stuff. Okay, into the Kite Powertech All County Football League Division Three. Um, Templeport came away with the win over Mount Nugent. Mister Campbell will be very disappointed with with that one. Two eleven to one ten. Not that big of a a, a a defeat, but a defeat nonetheless. Yeah, Adam Rehab at one nine for Mount Nugent, just which was serious scoring. And I think Owen Doonan with one five or so. I think and Dylan Raytor one three in that game for Templeport as well. So. Uh, yeah, I got that one. So so far, Damon, in division, I got three out of six in division two. Excellent, you're flying. Fifty <laughs> percent. That's a pass mark. It. That's a pass mark. Okay, Kildallan against Mahara, two fifteen to two eight. This was close, actually. Though it was Mahara, I understand, we're leading at half time, and we're leading with maybe 
10-12 minutes to go um, really put Kildallan under pressure Kildallan just finished that wee bit stronger and, and came away with a 7 point win in the end I, I heard Mahara have worked very hard mm. harder than they've worked in a long time yeah. um, so Mahara it sounds like Mahara are going to be well improved this year which is great to see it and about time um, because you know they generally haven't been within 7 points of anyone in the yeah. last couple of years so that's that's great for them uh, progress the usual scorers there Killian Clark Michael Muldoon yeah. uh, they were I think Muldoon had won four. So, um, and I think Muldoon's only coming back from injury, or he's not at full tilt as yet. So that's he could, he's only going to get better. Yeah. So definitely, good, good, good stuff there. Uh, Killa Chandra beat Corla fifteen points to one eight, or sorry to one five. So eight eight points, uh, a seven point win for Killa Chandra as expected. Declan McKernan was the wrecking ball here. Oh, Declan's back. Declan's them. back. Sidelines and over the head volleys. I <laughs> hear he was spectacular. Well, that's gonna that if he's back, that catapults them uh, even further up the list. Yeah. Um, and Killian O'Reilly played very well for them. I think at centre centre back, uh, Dara, Dara, uh, Ty had his hands full with oh name name eludes me um, from Corla. But I heard Kevin McGovern was very good at centre back for for Corla. So. Oh, Kevin's back, yeah, because yeah. I heard he had a bad injury. That's brilliant. Yeah, good to see it. Uh, Bar against Shannon Gales. Excuse me. <coughs> Swan and Bar, 2-11. Shannon Gales, 10 points. Um, I that's thought Shannon Gales would get this win, but Swan Bar, that, that's a big win. Seven I cha- points. I changed, yeah. I changed. On account of the more Mixie show, I changed from from uh, my original court instinct, which was Swad, and then I went to Shannon Gales. Uh, look, Shannon Gales, you'd have to imagine, are, are junior championship contenders. Swad haven't been in their form in the last mm. couple of years so <laughs> that's a local derby as well so that's a setback for, for the Shannon Gales win yeah without a doubt um, ok then Red Hills against uh, Kill it was 2-9 to 3-9 in favour of Kill um, I was watching a wee bit of this I thought on Twitter and I think Red Hills got off to a good enough start or, or were leading at one point anyway but Kill pulled them back in yeah looking at the, at the Red Hills team uh his team's not getting any younger but I'll pull it like that there's a lot of experience in that team but where his team's getting on a little bit and probably they did bring in one or two young lads but they probably need more um, where his were close and I know they're working very hard at the minute hmm. um, but Kill I think Kill just about beat Rittins last year in the championship and it was the same again here 2-2 from Niall McCarthy was the key scorers there Martin Walsh the bear in the square he hit the net for Rittins as well but um, yeah it looked like a good game that one Okay, then Drung against uh, Muncher Connacht in uh, Drung. It finished one twelve to Drung, one fourteen to Muncher Connacht. Good win for the Munchies. Good win for the Munchies, yeah. one six for Tiernan Riley on the Drung side, but Endo Shea with eight points. Corey Gilson with one one, um, which was key. So they're getting a lot out of the forward line there. Shane Hanley started the game and got two points. Sometimes you don't see Hanley until near championship time with his athletics commitment. So. Um, Munchie's putting the best foot forward. That's a good win for them now in the first round. Yeah, definitely. Then the final game was drunk. I had drunk there and you I had Red Hills. Yeah, had Red Hills. Point out. Okay, so that's two losses for you. Uh, final game then Drummolly, um, one ten. Killigarry eleven points. Good, good enough game. I understand. Um, 
I think it was Sean O'Kane who's been credited with the goal. It was a ball kind of dropped in, a, a shot dropped short, um, dropped in over the keepers or maybe through the keepers' hands into the back of the net. So um, a little bit of misfortune or maybe a bit of fortune for Drummondy. But I think there was some real good performances. Key and Bourne was was standout. The two Moonies for Killigarry were standout. Uh, Tomas O'Keefe hit two points in there. Sean O'Kane working hard as well. So. Seems to be um, a, a bit of, a bit of forward momentum for Kieran O'Malley's side there. Yeah, yeah, I had Drummond in that one. That's the main thing. Good stuff. Okay, so what did you finish up upon? Division one, four out of six. Division, Not bad. Division two, three out of six. Not bad. Division three, four out of seven. Okay, that's not bad overall. That's a pass. We we'll give you a pass. That's a seven. That's an eleven. This is my maths now. Eleven out of nineteen. So by my maths, that makes out of it. 75% yeah <laughs> your maths really needs a bit of work okay we'll go one word answers because we have to do this inside the next four minutes okay, okay. <laughs> um, so Castle Rahan in, in the Romar Energy all County Football League Division 1 Castle Rahan v Kiligary sorry Kill- that's the night no sorry wrong wrong fixtures go up again Ballyhays against Lacken this weekend Ballyhays these are all on Sunday 2 o'clock I think okay I'll go with I go a lacking, actually. I'll, I'll, I'll decide. I'll, I'll differ. I mean, Lara against Castle Rahan. Lara. Um, I'll differ again. I'll go Castle Rahan. Killigarry against Rammer United. <coughs> Rammer. Rammer too for me. Yeah. Coothill against Balignan. Coothill. Coothill for me. Uh, Crushalaw against Kingscourt. In Crushalaw, this is a three o'clock on Sunday. I think I'm going to go to this one if I can. Draw. Draw. Uh, oh, I gotta go crush law. I go to home win. Go to home win. Um, is that them all? Yep. There's only five games this weekend for some reason. In Division One, am I missing it? No. Looks like there's only five games. Okay. Into Division Two, then we go. And it's. So Friday night, Mullerhorn taking on Lavi. That's tonight in Mullerhorn. I'm going Lavi to win that one. Me too. Uh, Drumlane against Butler's Bridge, Sunday, 2 o'clock. In Drumlane. Drumlane. I'm going to go Drumlane too, yeah. Shercock, Baileyborough. Baileyborough. I'll go Shercock. It's at home in Shercock. Drumgoon against Knockbride. That's a tight one. That's a tight one. That is a Drumgoon are hard to beat at home. Mm. I'll go with that pride. I'm going to go with the draw on that one. Uh, then against Corner Fane. Corner Fane. Uh, yeah, I'll go Corner Fane too. Ballamacue against Beltorbet in Ballamacue. Beltorbet. Beltorbet too. Uh, Corner Fane. Oh, sorry, uh, Arva hosting Coo Hollands. Coo Hollands. Yeah, I think so. Coo Hollands look like they, they, they have got panel depth that very few in Division 2 have. Um, I think they've, they've got a lot about them this year. So, Okay, then into the Kite Powertech All-County Football League Division 3. Corla are hosting Mount Nugent. Mount Nugent. <coughs> yeah, go with Mount Nugent too. Mahara are hosting Kilishandra. Tough one for them. You have to go with Kilishandra here, I think. Kilishandra. Kill against Drung, local derby. The, the uh, St. Fimbers derby in Kill. Kill. No. Yeah, oh, not changed. Don't change. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go drunk then. I'll change for you. Shannon Gales hosting Red Hills. Red Hills. I'm going to go with the draw. 
Templeport against Swanavar. Templeport. Templeport for me. Drumalee are hosting Kildallan. Drumalee. Drumalee for me. And Killigarry B are hosting Muncher Connacht. Good one. Mm, I might go with Munch Connacht. I'm going to go with Munch Connacht because Killigarry A are out. Killigarry's first team are out as well. So I'm going to go with Munch Connacht on that one. Okay, that's all the predictions. And that's our McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Best of luck to all teams involved this weekend. Hopefully uh, the under-20s can get a win and, and you'll you'll hear me smiling from all the way over in Inishkeen. Thanks a million, Paul. Nice to have you. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the it was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavanese, yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. Jerry's McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Sandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>